You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hey guys, welcome to session six. I'm really pumped for you to listen to this session because I think like what is so cool about this session is to see how um, coaching can evolve during a session. And so, I mean, like what we start coaching around, we actually almost decide on the opposite (laughs) towards the end and you'll get to hear the trajectory of that. But I think that's actually really helpful to hear and see because your coach and your session is always responding to what feels true for you, what feels present, what you're bringing and what we uncover. Right. And so just being able to see that, like, just because we start in one way, it doesn't mean we always have to finish that way. Or just because it seems like it's one thing, it doesn't mean it always has to be that thing is really, really valuable. And I think that you'll just get to see, um, that trajectory throughout this session. And I hope it gives you permission as a coach, but also permission as a, um, human (laughs) that things change and evolve. And like, we can constantly be uncovering more and more and then adjusting accordingly. So I hope you really enjoy this session. Hi. Awesome. How you doing? I'm hanging in there. I am. Um, yeah. I still I'm still taking my morning naps, which like honestly is just like a good reprise from the just like on and off nausea that I'm feeling. So I guess that's a good sign. Yeah. Um. But it's there is for sure a baby in there if you are <laughs> nauseous and taking morning naps, right? <laughs> well, and it's like the naps are more less about exhaustion and more of like. I'm just going to close my eyes and be good with that. So anyways, so I'm hoping that's a good sign. I'm like, I can make it through a couple more weeks of this. I could do this. This is all worth yep. it. So yeah, but I just feel like my energy is just like, ugh. <laughs> so which is yep. like hard for me because I like to like, be energized and like go and do the things. This was also hard when like I had Mila too because like I was like my brain was like ready to go faster than my body was and I was like mm-hmm. gotta slow down like can't just like go on walks 24-7 right it's like 10 minutes and then like go sit on your like pee pack or whatever <laughs> like so. Yeah well I think it's it's just helpful to remember that it's all so temporary like yeah Right. First trimester is so temporary in a sense Mm -hmm. that like, you know, I, I know personally, I've never felt less motivated in my entire (laughs) life. And you're like, who am I? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I, uh, you know, just wasn't, wasn't myself in some ways for a little while, but like obviously am now and it, it resolves. So I think it's just good to be like, how do I just give myself what I need now? Knowing that it isn't like, like, I think it's just easy to get it into your head that it's like, oh my God, I'm not like not mm-hmm. doing what I should be doing or whatever. And it's just like, well, cause, cause it's a season where you're not and that's okay. Not because yeah. that's who you are now or something. Yeah. And I think too, like the fear of like it, like potentially going away again, is like always in the back of my mind and we're like of just course. approaching like that. I think we're like, oh, nope. Um, we're like just approaching 
the like almost or like within a week almost of <laughs> when we lost the last pregnancy that made it this far. So like that feels just terrifying too. So totally. Yeah. And like I felt, so you know, impressive. nauseous and all the things with that pregnancy and then it just went away. So yeah. You guys went last Wednesday and you go this Wednesday. Yep. And then well. next Wednesday, the doctor is like, we want to see you two more times before we graduate you, which like I'm totally fine with because I'd much rather like go to more ultrasounds with my RE than, you know, like last time we went for our first OB appointment and that's where they couldn't find the heartbeat mm. anymore. And so that was really hard. And I mean, like the OBs are wonderful. Unfortunately, I like knew them because I had been to them for so long with Mila. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine what that experience would be like if, like, that was me meeting them for the first time. time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure they still would have been just as wonderful. But, like, the woman that did our ultrasound, and I feel like this was the universe, like, watching out for me, she was the one that delivered Mila. So, yeah. Um, And that's, like, it's, like, a big practice. So, like, you don't usually see the same doctor each time, which, like, I was personally totally fine with. Um, But so I was really excited when I got an appointment with her. And so, yeah. And she was wonderful. I mean, like, as wonderful as one could be in that situation. So For sure. But, yeah, fingers crossed. Another good ultrasound Wednesday. And then I, like, I think the most anxiety-inducing one will be the next one because that would be, like, around the same time as our last loss. So, Which, like, doesn't Mm -hmm. mean anything. It's not like they're correlated by – that's what I keep – that's the rational part of my brain. And then the other part of my brain is like, (laughs) what? Well, it's the trauma of it. It's not the – the date or whatever, but it's just the yeah. the remembering the trauma, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, even that just like makes me emotional thinking yeah. about it. <sighs> well, I feel like it's just you know we've talked about this, but it's important to keep saying. But it's just like remembering you're in a tough season. Yeah, and that's okay. And like you have to really like be graceful to yourself around what the expectations are for yourself in this season, as opposed to it feeling like this is supposed to be this separate thing and then you're supposed to be at 100%. Like that's not real or true, you know? Yeah. And I think that's like the big kind of like humbling lesson, right, And all of this. is just like this is a time to slow down, not to speed up. But that doesn't mean that like things aren't or can't happen just because I'm slowing down. And it's like how you always say to like, you know, at some point in your business, you actually have to slow down to like to scale and grow. Yep. Um, and but I feel like it's it's just like so tempting to just want want to keep moving forward and moving as fast as you can, but it's like that doesn't honor kind of where I'm at currently. But I'm like, oh, I'm ready, but also I'm not. So well, the, the kind of irony of that too is that not only does it not honor where you're at, it doesn't honor where your business is at either. Like the worst thing you could yeah. be doing right now in your business is trying to just like go throw a bunch of shit at the wall. <laughs> Yeah, and I've done uh, that before, and right? it doesn't feel good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think that's helpful to see. Like, it's not like there's this big sacrifice you're making business-wise. Like, your business kind of needs you to chill, too. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and that's been, like, a nice thing, too, of, like, the business is handled. So, like, even when I'm taking my morning naps, I'm like, the business is fine. Like, it has everything it needs. I've already, like – I was filling out the – the like questionnaire beforehand and it was I like it was asking me about what happened last week and I was like I, I feel like I've lived a lifetime <laughs> since last week like between the funeral and the ultrasound and like finishing up my launch and like all I was like 
wow, like I that was all last week. <laughs> like what? Right. Um, but like, you know, I sat down on Friday and like scheduled out like two weeks worth of social media posts. And I was like, oh, I'm like in such good like pacing to like have this scheduled out for my vacation and not have to worry about it. And yeah, so like all of that feels good and easy. And so just like honoring that too of like it is a well-oiled machine at the like a well-oiled machine at this point. And like, even though I'm not like fully seeing the results that I want, it's like what you're saying. Like, it's only a matter of time. The momentum is there and it's going to keep building. Right. And the the worst thing you could do is go get messy with all of that. Right. Like, <laughs> and just like suffocate it basically. Yeah. Like, you know, okay, it's a well-oiled machine and now I'm going to fucking break it or whatever. You know what I mean? Just so I can rebuild it for funsies or, you know, yeah. rebuild it and maybe it'll it run you know, one second faster or something like that. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh. Don't let me go break or try to rebuild. Right. So I think that's good to just keep bringing to mind is like, I feel like, you know, back to that point that we were talking about last session of like, we never want the business to be in competition with the life. Right. We don't want there to be a story of like, because you have to take care of yourself in life that you've now done something negative to the business. Right. Like I get to take care of myself and the business still gets to thrive simultaneously. And in fact, the business supports me taking care of myself. So, right. which I mentioned to you and I was like, oh, like I had this realization of I can take more naps <laughs> if I get more clients because it means I don't have to go out and find another income stream for our family. So like the business yeah. mm-hmm. fully supports me napping. Beautiful. You have more flexibility if you – get more clients because then you don't have to go work for someone else, right? Yes. And that is not the goal or the dream. (laughs) Yeah. So I feel like that's just really good to keep saying like not, you know, almost not doing that thing where you're like, oh, well, I want to run at something and I can't. It's like I am running at it. It just doesn't have to feel like a fucking Like I'm running a marathon. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Yeah. Even a marathon does not feel appealing to me. I'm like riding in a wagon casually, like enjoying the view. Yeah. I don't know why it was a wagon, but you know what I'm saying. Right. And in that, I'm like taking care of myself. I'm taking the time when I need it, that kind of stuff. And that doesn't take away from the business. It Mm -hmm. can add to it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like there's still a part of my brain that's like, is that true? Like we're like we're like exploring like how like can this be true? Can this be the reality? Right. And again, like that's more of just like the deconditioning of like you have to work hard to like see the results and like that type A overachiever of like, am I allowed to just, you know, be like in this like well-oiled machine system and call it a day? Well, I think it kind of depends on how you frame work hard. Yeah. Too, because like I think you work it hard. <laughs> yeah, it just feels easy because I'm like in my like gifts and my zone of genius, and I've like built like I've built this right. Like my like social media wasn't always like a system where I like knew like on Mondays I post this thing, and now I have all this recycled content that I can go back right. a year and just pull it, and that's what makes it so easy now. But it's like it used to be me writing all the things and like creating it and all of that too, and so it's sort of like. I built the foundation and now I get to enjoy the view from where I am. Totally. I think that's all true. But even what I meant is like in just your own like management of your mind and of your mm-hmm. challenges and like there, there's nothing about you right now that's not invested or showing up or putting in the work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think it might be putting in the work to like 
calm the fuck down that day or whatever. <laughs> right. But like it, it's still there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. And I think I had told you before, like I tend to just like not give myself enough credit and give myself a really hard time, right? And it's like I think that's the piece of like I can be doing all the things and I could still be like, oh, but it could be more different or harder. But that doesn't also mean that I'm like going out and trying to create more work for myself. It's like that. Yeah. I think that's just helpful to see where it, you know, it's a good bridge for our brains. Like it's not like we want our brains to believe everything has to be hard, but like obviously our brains realize that like input and output are related. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But if you can just help your brain to understand like, no, we are doing lots of input. It just looks a little bit differently and it feels easier than it ever has and whatever, but like it is still very present. I feel like that makes it feel safer. You know what I mean? So something that I think is really important to hear is that we can still be quote unquote putting in the work, but sometimes the work looks different. So for some people, putting in the work might mean like really doing a lot of like mindset work and mindset management. For some people, putting in the work might mean, you know, trusting and paying a team. <laughs> like it, it is true to say that your business has to like show up and have work happening in it. But I think sometimes we get really confused thinking that only looks one way. It only looks like me doing 500 things a day. And that's not true. Sometimes it looks like me slowing down enough to really, really take care of myself and my mindset. Sometimes it looks like me pulling back enough to really trust and invest in my team. So I just think that's important because it's a really good bridge for your brain because it's really hard for our brains to just believe, well, I do nothing and then things happen. But it also doesn't have to mean your brain thinks, I do all these hard things, I do all this work every day, and that's how it happens. That's not quite it either. So again, your version of quote unquote putting in the work might look different at different times in your business and helping your brain really see that can create a lot more trust around it and can also create a lot more self-trust with yourself to know that I am still doing the work and I trust that it looks how it's supposed to look in this season and that's really important. Yeah, for sure. And I also think too, like some of it is just, again, the deconditioning from the nine to five where it's like, it didn't matter what the like work was that was getting done. It was like about the hours that you were like working or like how you showed up on in addition to those hours. And so, and I felt like that working model just like never worked for me because I was able to get stuff done really quickly. And it's not that I wasn't doing my stuff. I was just getting it done. And then because I had spaciousness in my schedule, it was like, well, you're just not doing enough or you're not working hard enough. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. nope, you go do what I just did. And let's see like what that looks Mm -hmm. like. Right. Um, And so, yeah, I think just remembering like, because this is how I wanted to be working and how I was working and that wasn't rewarded or celebrated in the environment I was in. And now I get to be the boss that rewards and celebrates that. Well, not only do you get to, you almost have to give yourself that setup, right? Right. Or again, you get in that place of feeling like, oh my God, like how can I win in this business? And then Mm -hmm. you don't want to be in the business. No. And I don't want to get to a place where like I set up a bottle where I lose every time. Like that Mm -hmm. sounds so not fun. Right? So. I mean, because again, like you left your nine to five, not because it was like the perfect time to leave because it was the literal, like not okay situation. <laughs> yeah. It was like my mental sanity is it like, it was time. I just knew that it was time and it was weighing on me more than it was serving me, even with like the money it was giving our family. Um, and I just knew it was time. 
And I so still I feel really good about that decision, yeah. even though it's created, you know, some uncertainty in terms of like where money's coming from and like how we're going to figure stuff out. But, you know, we're in December now and we've figured it out every single month. Yep. So I think that that's just good to see because that's what can build that trust for you that like not only can I run the business like that, like I kind of have to because I've seen what happens if it's not. <laughs> Yeah. I literally true. know how that story plays out when I have to work hard and I have to work all the time and I'm not rewarded for the way I'm doing it. Like I already know how that book ends. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I've like noticed like hints of like, you know, when the business is in a good place and I'm like, do what I need to do to like get the work done there. It creates like space for like creativity. So like I felt really stuck for a long time on like how our main, how I wanted our main living area to look. And like, we don't currently, we are in a three-story townhouse and our main floor is just like Mila's toys right now. And now it has our Christmas tree. So it looks like really homey with the Christmas tree. But I'm like, I want some sort of like furniture in here. So like when people come over, they can like sit and it's like not on the floor or like on the stair landing or whatever. <laughs> and I like finally have a vision for like what I want that to look like. And of course now I need money to like make that happen. But like, mm-hmm. Now I know what I want it to look like, which I, I didn't know before, which is also exciting. And like last night, Ori and I made <laughs> – I like woke up from a nap and I was like, I want to make this soup recipe. And I like never cook, which is like <laughs> – so it's like a really big deal that I was like, I want to cook something. So he went to the store and like bought the stuff. And then like we like made dinner together, which was like really fun and just like – and I know he like wishes that I like cooked more even though mm-hmm. I'm not a cooker. Like I just don't do it. But like – you know, on the days where he, like, picks up Mila, like, it would be easier for me to, like, throw some stuff in a crock pot. And, like, because my business is, like, in a good space and I know everything's getting done there, I have space to, like, play and be like, do I actually like this? Do I like that? So I'm, like, seeing ways that I can, like, be creative and, like, occupy my time that's not me being, like, is there a client yet? Is there a client yet? Yeah. Because that's not how I want to be spending my time. Well, and not only is that not how you want to be spending your time, but it's not the point of why you started doing this, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Like you didn't start this to be worried about if there was a client 24-7. You started it probably to do be able to do stuff like that, to have more Mm -hmm. mental space to cook if you felt like it or to explore what you want to do or like that's the stuff that the job was taking away from you. Yeah, for sure. Well, because like, you know, when I sat at my job, I was just like in my office and it was just that like four wall space and there was no like looking around the house and being like, oh, like, let me measure this like real quick and just just see like what could fit here. Whereas like now I can do that, which is like both good and dangerous. <laughs> of course, yeah. like, what are you about to buy now? Like, so, but yeah, so like good, like good things are coming through also. And also there's a part of me that's like now starting to think like I think I mentioned this in the questionnaire, which I also submitted very last minute. So if you didn't have a chance to I read skimmed it, it. It's okay. <laughs> okay. It's okay. I don't think my I brain, got like every detail, but I got enough. It's fine. Mm-hmm. My brain was like not functioning enough to like process and fill it out. Um but what was I oh like my brain has started because like now is taken care of, my brain has started like going down the rabbit hole of like future stuff. So like thinking about things like, you know, what's our money situation going to look like over the next six months, like thinking about what support in my business is going to look like as I hopefully prepare for like maternity leave. So which like I know it's not really helpful to be that far down the road, but I am like those are my like biggest kind of worries or uncertainties at this point because otherwise like I'm doing everything that I like need and want to be doing 
now, if that makes sense. When you say biggest uncertainties, I think it's just interesting because like notice like what a negative connotation that has with it. Yeah, because it's scary. <laughs> Where like it like or it could be neutral. Like it could be like, yeah. of course I don't know what yeah. support I'm gonna hire six months from now. Or like, do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's where my brain goes and that's how it processes as like uncertainty is terrifying. <laughs> right, 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 right. And I think like, you know, again, for for most of us it is, but I think it's helpful to see that those can be kind of shifts where like, because the truth, truth is that that's never not a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you'll never get to a point in your business where you're exactly certain of what it'll look like exactly six months from now, no matter what, da, 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 da. like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so yeah. there's a way to like play that game where you're always living six months ahead, freaking out, <laughs> mm-hmm. or to be like, wait, that this is kind of the trajectory. How do I like reframe my relationship with that? You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Well, and like I know that like I have evidence that it's literally always worked out, <laughs> and so like even just like leaning into that of like, yeah, there were all these other times where like you didn't know what it was gonna look like. And then it worked out, even if you didn't know what that was going to look like or how that was going to come together. I think the biggest thing there is self-trust, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, do I ultimately trust that no matter what it looks like, I will show up and handle it? Do I ultimately trust that no matter what it looks like, I show up and get what I want? Or does that make sense? Like, I feel like that part's such an important part to cultivate because Mm -hmm. we're never going to be like, how do we make it certain? But the thing we can be certain about is that I trust myself to figure it out. I think there's something so inherently challenging about being an entrepreneur in that there's always a lot of uncertainty in it, right? Even as your business grows and evolves, there is still this um, level of change that's always happening. And so what I have seen over time in both my own business and in my clients is that certainty really does just come from trusting yourself to figure it out. It definitely does not come from, you know, like troubleshooting six months in advance or like knowing the whole plan or whatever, right? It really comes from this idea that I trust myself to figure out. Now, sometimes it might feel good to make a plan because that's you showing yourself, hey, this is how I've got it figured out for right now. But being able to be really flexible and adaptable when it comes to that is huge because again, certainty is about adjusting to what's happening and trusting yourself to handle that. It's not about being able to control every element of everything. Trust me, I'm a control freak. If I could, I would, (laughs) but I promise that's not the thing. So if you're kind of feeling this really um, lack of certainty in your business and you find yourself doing something similar to Michelle, where you're like looking at months in advance and worrying about stuff that's not happening or that you can't control yet, I really, really want you to do that mindset work to come back to this idea of my certainty comes from my ability to trust myself. My certainty comes from believing I will figure it out and try to really keep grounding into that as much as possible because that will make a huge difference in how you're feeling. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. What do you think about that? Um, I mean, I think that like, it's one of those things where like, if I overthink it too much, I'm like, I can like go down the rabbit hole of like, well, do I? Or like, can I figure it out? But then like every time I'm in the actual situation, I've always figured it out. So I think like some of it is like too much brain time on a thing is not actually helpful for me. But like getting into action and just doing the things and knowing that I can handle it is like what ultimately gets it done. Does that make sense? 
So is the point that you're just spending too much time thinking or is the point that – I think that might be part of the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Is that my brain is not occupied enough on things that are like here and now and present, Uh, which is another thing that having more clients could be really helpful with. And I was actually just thinking about this the other day when I was laying in bed. I was like, uh, there has always been a tipping point where like – not enough scheduled things is not actually helpful for me. It's helpful for Mm -hmm. me to like have not like a full schedule where I'm like, ah, I can't handle this, but like enough things on my schedule that I actually have to get more intentional with like how I use my time. Whereas like if I have too much free time, we go down like weird rabbit holes that are like, why are we even down this? (laughs) Why are we even in this rabbit hole right now? And I think this is like one of those spaces where I'm like, why are we already thinking about six months down the road when like, let's just focus on this week. Well, I think what's helpful to see there is that I think like, obviously like you want to do what we've talked about before is like have the time for yourself, be able to take spaciousness when you need it. But like, it almost feels like you've gotten so attached to that that you're trying to give yourself so much of it. And then what you're using that for is just overthinking. So it's kind of like yeah. you're creating this tension for yourself where it's like you want more and more of that spaciousness, but the more you get it, the more it's turning into overthinking. Does that make sense? Yeah, which I think is the universe's way of tipping me back to be like, no, you don't actually need this much space. Let's remember what happens when you have too much spaciousness and how there's more of a sweet spot where you thrive, where you like have things going on, things are scheduled, but also you still get spaciousness too. And I like had that same trajectory, like thinking back on like college, for example, my like first year of college, like I spent a lot of time just, like, doing who knows what and, like, was kind of scared to get, like, overly involved because I was overthinking everything. And then I, like, started getting involved. And by, like, my junior and senior year, I was, like, super involved. But it never felt, like, too much. Like, I just was, like – it was, like, really good for me and it helped me get other stuff done. And I was able to fit a lot more things in than I thought because I was being really intentional about my time. Whereas, like, when I had all the, like, spaciousness my freshman year, I was just, like – (laughs) didn't really know what to do with myself. And I feel like I'm seeing that again. And I feel like there's that like desire and that craving to be like, okay, it's time to like fill my schedule a little bit so that I can start to be more intentional with like how I spend that time. Well, and I think that's the point. Again, we don't want you to like be using the business as this like distractive mechanism to like throw spaghetti at the wall and just like create work because you think you're supposed to work. Right. But like if you feel like, oh, I'm really at a point where like having another stack strategy would really, really serve me in a lot of ways, then that's okay to do. But just see how those are like totally different Mm. things, right? So something that is kind of evolving in this conversation that you can see here is that we're not saying adding action is bad, right? So how we were talking about earlier about like having spaciousness and getting to enjoy that and not feeling like you just have to go run out a ton of things, that still stands and is really important. However, there is a time sometimes where you might want to really intentionally add a stack strategy to your business. Like Michelle, if she's seeing, well, I have extra time, and I'd really like to dedicate that to the business, that's totally different, right? Adding an intentional and stacked strategy is one of the best things you can do for your business. Throwing spaghetti at the wall because you think you have to work harder or have something to prove or whatever, that's not it, right? And it's it's hard because they can almost look the same. It can almost be like, okay, well, I'm gonna go do this thing. 
one person could be being really intentional with it and making sure it's stacked on top of what else they're already doing and one person could just be throwing spaghetti at the wall. So it's not really about what we're doing a lot of the times, it's about the intention and the why behind it. So if the intention and the why behind it is because it's time to do this in my business because I have time because it feels really clear. It feels like this would be the next best step. I know that this fits in top of what I'm already doing. Amazing. If it's like, because I have to work harder because I'm not working hard enough, you know, and all of that kind of like, um, not enoughness stuff, that's usually not the right move. So just really wanted to share that there because I think it can be kind of confusing because we're like hearing like, do the things, don't do the things, whatever. Right. And to me, it's not about the thing, but again, about the intention and the why behind it. Yeah. And I think what I'm really craving in the business right now is just honestly clients. Like I don't necessarily feel like I want to stack more strategies at this point. I feel like I'm in, I'm like in a good place with like where I, what I have going on and I'm like currently like firming up my content strategy into something that like in theory I could eventually hand over to a VA to like be like, this is what we post on Mondays. This is what we post on Saturdays or whatever. Um, Cause we already do that on Wednesdays. So um, yeah, I think it's like, I think it's a desire for like clients to come fill the time in my business and then like, you know, finding other things to occupy me outside of the business, just like in life, whether it's like playing with cooking or like figuring out, cool, how do we find the money for this like furniture? And I get to like start decorating all the things or whatever. Right. Um, well, yeah. I think then your role though is then to figure out, well, what do you do in the meantime with that client time? You're either going to add a strategy to your business mm-hmm. or you got to do something outside of it, but it can't be like, well, I'm just waiting for the clients. Cause then you're still okay in that pattern of overthinking and just obsessing yeah. over that. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. Oh, what am I doing with that client time? That's a great question. I don't know. The answer is, I don't know. What feels hard about that? Um, I I think it's not that it feels hard. It's just like I, there's no like inspiration or thing that like jumps to the forefront of like, oh, this is like what I would like love to be doing with that time. I think it's just – I'll give you that as homework, but I think it's just really helpful to see like what what we're talking about is just the difference between being intentional versus it just mm-hmm. happening. You have that time, whether you're intentional with it or not. It's just right. that right now it's not serving you because it's making you overthink six months into the future. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and I think some of that too could be me displacing my anxiety of like, I don't want to think about what's happening this week. So I'm just going to start worrying about what's happening six months down the road. Because why not just stack more anxiety on top of anxiety? Well, and even that level of intentionality could be worth it, where it's like I get 30 minutes a day to like really process the season I'm in right now, as opposed mm-hmm. to I'm trying to, I'm spending two hours trying not to process that by thinking about all these other things. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. And I think I do some of that like when I do my mindset work, like when I do like a mini like fear inventory. Um, And I think to – I'm trying to think like I did some mindset work over the last week, but I also know that I haven't been as consistent with it as I like need to be in order to like be in a good headspace. And so I like Mm -hmm. did it again today. And so I think too just like committing to doing mindset work every day this week would probably be really good for me to just like get back into a space where I'm not trying to go 
six months down the road and solve problems that don't exist. Um, and that will probably make a big difference too. I think I think that obviously always makes a difference and like <laughs> should always be a thing. So that's yeah. like helpful to get back to. But yeah, I definitely do think like deciding what you're going to do at that time is so important because if not, like your brain is not going to make the decision that is most helpful for you in the moment. Mm-hmm. Like it's always going to decide to freak out or worry about this or distract yourself with this or like it's very rarely going to be like, you know, what would be the most useful thing in this mo- So. I feel like that's really a big part for you. It's not that we don't want you to feel spaciousness, but to have a clear calendar, to have clear tasks, and even to build the self-trust of seeing yourself show up for that, Mm -hmm. I think would be really helpful. You can build in your morning naps. Like, it's not like you can't have that, but it just feels more intentional, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, and like in the same way that I could rearrange things if I needed to, I can rearrange those things too. And I already do that with like – So I do that with all of my business things except for obviously like the client calls. Although at some point I did put fake client calls on my calendar to just like block off space so that I could like see it. But then what kept happening was like I wouldn't have a client call or like one out of five I would have a free call or a client call. And then I would be like, well, now what do I do with this like time that's like blocked off? for client calls. And I think, I guess that's the question that you're That's the question we have to answer. Exactly. What are we doing with that time? Um, It's good to know that you have that space allocated because like, I'm just making something up, but let's just say like what you decide to do is become a master chef. I'm kidding. But like, right. (laughs) You never know. Watch (laughs) Rune on TV. (laughs) Um, Then when you start having clients, you know, you might be cooking a little bit less, but Mm -hmm. you know that that space is still there is kind of the point, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, and like right now, I feel like some days I look at my calendar and I'm like, what did I do today? (laughs) Yeah. Like what, what happened today? Um, Which isn't the best feeling. No, Because that can erode self-trust a little bit because it feels like, uh, and then it kind of makes you think about like, oh, what, what if I did have more clients? Oh my God, how would I get that all done? But if you can feel like, well, like I know I intentionally chose to do these things and got them done today. I think that's where like a lot of that self-trust builds. So obviously self-trust is a big thing here and in general, I think, gosh, like the biggest thing in business, right? And another way to build self-trust is to be really intentional with your time. It's so hard to trust ourselves to figure out and handle shit when we don't even trust what happened to our time and our days. And this doesn't mean you have to be really, really rigid or over-structured, but feeling like you are in fucking charge (laughs) of your time, of your day, is so grounding and builds so much self-trust. When you constantly find yourself in that position that Michelle's talking about of kind of being like, what happened with my day again? You're slightly eroding trust over time because it feels like you don't have the um, authority over that or you're not in charge of that or you're not the CEO of your day, right? And it doesn't mean you have to be a control freak about it, but having that empowerment is really, really valuable. And so if you're feeling like, gosh, I am just not in trust with myself right now, the first place I would look is, are you being really intentional with your time? And can you trust that if you decide you want to do these things, you know you're going to show up for them? That foundation is everything when it comes to trusting yourself to build and figure things out from there. So remember that a really fantastic way to build self-trust is to be intentional with your time. And if you don't have that right now, it is such a good hack to keep coming back to. 
Yeah, for sure. Well, and I, like I said, I, I know that like the if I have things scheduled in my calendar that I'm able to get all the things done. It's just like when there's too much spaciousness. And like I don't know why what I did with my time because it's not – it wasn't like a calendar block. So I can't like look at the calendar and go, oh, that's what I was doing during that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like I'm looking at, you know, at the end of the day going, well, like what did I do today because – and like being like, oh, well, like I didn't do the stuff in the business because the business stuff is getting done. And like I always block off time for like, you know, recording love notes and content. And so like it's just like what do I do with this additional time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you feel like it would make sense for me to spend that client time doing stuff in the business? Or are you like I don't actually care what you do with that time? Like let's just get intentional with it. Yeah, I, I don't think it matters. I think if you want it, if they think if, if you want to spend more time in the business, again, like an intentional stack strategy is good. I think if you feel like I don't want to add more onto my business plate right now, but I really do want to be intentional with that time, be a master chef, like whatever, it doesn't matter. It's just, I think about one, feeling like you can build that trust with yourself of like, it's okay to have more on my plate and that still serves me. Mm-hmm. And two, not being in that headspace where you're just accidentally thinking for an hour and a half that day about <laughs> yeah, what's happening, you know, six months from now. Because I think like, obviously we know that that's not serving you. And I think this whole pregnancy that won't serve you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Because it's so easy to get into the unknown of that too. What will it be like with a second kid? Where will I have this? Where like, you can just endlessly loop this shit, right? Yeah, and I think there's, like, a part of me that's, like, nervous about filling this client time with, like, something not – well, like, just – it. there's a part of me that's, like, anxious about filling this client time with not clients because then I'm, like, whatever that thing is, like, I'm going to have to either find other time for it or, like, change it out. Yeah. And so I think that's part of why, like, I don't want to stack a business strategy right now because I feel like – I'm good with like where the business is and I don't want to have to have another thing that I like then figure out where do I fit time in for that. Um, but then I also don't want to like have a thing that I like, am I just creating problems? I'm probably just creating problems for myself right now. Well, I think that like just notice this is I think a little bit of your pattern and it's just good to see how you yeah. can break it. You really hit the brakes on anything that feels like it might be more. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right? You know, so it's like you're – And this is where you get yourself stuck because you are like so consciously saying you want more and then anything that's more, you like want to hit the brakes on. And I think that's what was happening with clients a little bit too. So consciously saying I want clients, but then really wanting to like hit the brakes because it felt like more. Yeah. Yeah. Does that feel true? Yeah. And it's sort of like the difference between like dipping your toe in the pool water versus just dumping in and – I do a lot better when I jump in because if you ask me to dip my toe in, like I'm a, I'm a run away and that's going to be the end of the end. And it's that self-trust piece. Like do I trust that like if I stacked a strategy that I would just figure it out if I had to like – if I got more clients and I would just toss it to my VA or I would just decide mm-hmm. I didn't need it or I would like – I think like that's what we want to get you past is mm-hmm. feeling like you have to figure all of that out now versus trusting that you'll do whatever needs to be done at the time. Yeah. Well, it's funny because, like, I know that I will figure it out in the moment, but when I think about it in hypotheticals, I can spin out in all the directions of all the stories. Mm-hmm. 
Because like I didn't get to where I am in my business now just like hitting the brakes permanently. Exactly. Right. Like I, I have been able to move through. But I am very good at hitting the brakes. Well, it can just feel like a lot of tension that doesn't need to be there is kind of the point. Yeah. Right. Because it's like I want it. I don't want it. I want it. I don't want it. And then that's what almost can create the anxiety to a mm-hmm. certain extent because you're like working against yourself. Right. I think Michelle is giving us this really helpful look into this, I want it, I don't want it kind of tension that a lot of us can create. And what's so helpful to see about that is how much tension and anxiety can build from that. From that idea of like, I really want the clients, but I kind of don't want them. Or I really want to do this extra thing, but I kind of don't. Or I really want more on my plate, but I also don't, right? The tension between those two is what is causing so much anxiety, right? And that's what happens to a lot of us in business is we have these really conflicting desires and it creates a lot of tension, which creates a lot of anxiety. And so when we can kind of see those and really pull them apart and work through them, that's when we can lessen a lot of the anxiety that has built up in our business. And so just looking at that in yourself, like where am I creating these situations where I want it, but I don't, right? And I'm in that back and forth between it. And the more I can relieve that and create clear goals for myself and really get aligned, the easier and easier things will be in business and the less and less anxiety I will feel. So I think this is a pattern so many of us get ourselves in, right? And I think in many ways it does tie to self-trust, trusting yourself to fully pick what you want versus almost playing both sides. Well, I want it for these reasons, but I don't want it for this reason and I don't, right? And again, just seeing how much anxiety that can create and the way to unwind that is to get aligned, trust yourself and take a, you know, a, a clear stance, let's say, right? So if you are experiencing a lot of anxiousness in your business right now, look at where this might be the cause. Look at where you're wanting those opposing things and see if there's something that you can unwind there. Yeah. Which is like really funny. Cause like one of the anxiety dreams that I have is like literally like me driving the car where like my like legs either don't work or the brake like I can't hit the brake on the car and we uh-huh, just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like uh-huh. yep that seems really appropriate <laughs> that is super funny right mm. oh gosh and I'm like cool so how do I just get out of my own way and stop putting the brakes on things that I like know I can handle on the other side well I think you just let yourself get more intentional and into action right because like putting the brakes on looks like this. Like I'm not kind of intentional with my time. I'm sort of waiting around. I'm sort of like just seeing like that's like the waiting, right? Mm-hmm. And then intentionality doesn't mean go through a spaghetti at the wall or be super fucking messy. It just yeah. means like I know I have an extra three hours a week right now or whatever. And mm-hmm. I'm very clear that it's going to this thing. Yeah. And then not – taking a long time in between that decision and that action. <laughs> yes. So basically my job is to like decide what do I want to spend these like four to five hours on each week. Yep. And then like start doing whatever that thing is. hmm Exactly. And not like – like I would even give yourself a timeline. Like it's Monday. So like by Friday have that decision made. Like don't drag that out for <laughs> – Whatever. Like, oh my because gosh, you can always I have to go come up with the ideas. Right. Cause you can fix it or redecide. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the beautiful thing about the businesses that we have is I could decide something today 
Mm-hmm. And then if I wanted to change it two weeks from now, I could. Obviously, I would need to make sure that it was the right decision and it wasn't just, you know, right. shiny object syndrome, blah, blah, blah. Right. But like, you can always re-decide. Like, say you pick cooking and then you're like, actually, nah. <laughs> right? It's totally fine. Like, n- yeah. no harm, no foul. Like, but you got yourself in action. Yeah. And that's kind of the ticket. It's not find the right action. It's get in action and then discern what feels best. Yeah. And ironically, like my brain is like, well, like if you do pick cooking, it's not going to take you two hours every day, even though you think it – and it's like it doesn't matter. Just pick a thing. Exactly. (laughs) We don't have have to go to that. (laughs) We don't have to go down that Right, because then you're like, oh, I have an extra hour. Okay, cool. Let's do this. Like it's just seeing how it unfolds as opposed to it being like what is the exact thing and the perfect thing and whatever. And I think you said this around the – when we talked about like laying out your content for having some time off around Thanksgiving, it was like, mm-hmm. felt like such a big deal and such a thing. And like, you didn't know how to do it. And yeah. then you did it and it was done in like 25 minutes and it was like yeah. no big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when you were like, go plan the lunch out. And I was like, I'm going to go to all these places and figure out how to do this. And then I was like whining and basically like kicking and screaming. And then I sat down to do it and I was like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> and I like wrote out some bomb content. So. Right. So I think this is similar as like, whatever you do, you'll probably be like, oh, cool, this is fun. And then you'll either realize, and I have more time to do another thing or, and I don't and whatever. But like either way, it will probably be much better than your brain is anticipating. Yes, that is always true. I just get to have mm-hmm. my moment of being like, oh, I don't want to schedule things. And then yeah. just go schedule the things. Well, maybe I will become a master chef. Watch out, even world. Think- <laughs> even thinking about it like, How do you take that in as like an I'm living the dream right now kind of thing? Like Mm -hmm. I have four extra hours a week and I get to dedicate them to like whatever is on my heart. Like could that be like the coolest thing ever and can I give myself a ton of credit and feel like I already won Mm -hmm. just knowing that versus feeling like there would be a right thing I could pick or a wrong thing I could pick? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. If like anything I pick is like the right thing because I'm here getting to do this Mm -hmm. whereas like this is not, this would not have been possible even like six months ago. So we definitely talked about being intentional with your time before. And I think the same is true with your action, right? It's not about finding the perfect action, but being really intentional with it and knowing that we can make changes and grow and change our mind, right? But what we tend to do is overcomplicate it. And then it feels so hard to pick, right? We think there is like an actual perfect action we could pick instead of realizing that there's really no one right choice, but it's how we operate within that choice that matters. And so what I mean by that is like, there's really no perfect choice here for Michelle. She could pick the business thing, she could pick the cooking thing, she could pick, you know, 50 other things. But the intention behind it of like, I can see how I'm like really overthinking and hitting the brakes on stuff. And my intention is just to get into action and see what I learned from that is so valuable because action breeds clarity. Right. So the more action she gets into, the more clarity she will get about like, well, this feels good, but this doesn't. And I want to do more of this and less of this, or I'm doing this, but I have more time here. That is what's going to give her clarity. And that's what is going to help her take more of the right action to move her forward. So if we stay stuck in that loop of, oh my God, what action should I take? The irony is we're keeping ourselves from any clarity, (laughs) right? Um, But getting into action is what breeds the clarity 
what helps us to overcomplicate it less because it will just be more clear, you know? Um, and what builds that self-trust that if we just take the next step and the next step that we will learn and grow along the way. Right, six months ago, if you listened to a podcast where I was talking to somebody about like, do you wanna be a chef in that four hours a week you had, you probably would have been like, fuck off. <laughs> right, like I look at my day and I don't even know what happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but my business is taken care of, so it's fine. Yeah, that would right. be really hella annoying because I'd be like, I just wanna be home, able to like cook something even though I don't even like cooking. Yeah, so. so it's just like cool to take that in as a, a positive thing of like not a thing Michelle can fuck up or get wrong or whatever, but just like a the dr- like it, I'm already living the dream just by the fact that I'm even having this conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I'm more in the headspace of like I'm living the dream, but the dream's gonna go away like you know tomorrow or the next day or whatever because I'm gonna have to go like get a job or find another income stream or whatever. And I know that's not a helpful thought process, but that's like where my brain goes. Cause I do like love what I'm doing right now. I'm like, oh, like I'm doing stuff in the business. I'm having calls with clients. It's really good. And also- So are you not letting yourself really enjoy that because you're worried it's going to go away is what you're saying? I think it's like both. I think it's like enjoying it, but also being like, I think it's more, it's more of like this, this doesn't get to be like this long-term, does it? Whereas, like, I know that it can be this long-term, but, like, my brain's like, you've never had this long-term, girl. Like, it's always gone away, you know? Mm-hmm. Even, like, thinking about when I was working from home for my 9 to 5 with COVID, like, I loved the, like, rhythm and flow of doing that. I was able to, like, work in my business. I was able to do my 9 to 5 work and, like, get everything done and was still, like, creating and making stuff happen and, like, you know, eating food at home that was, like, so much better than what I was eating at work and – um, but there was like in the back of my mind, it was like there's an expiration date for this because at some point we're going to be told you need to come back into the office. And so I was always like living the life with that in the back of my mind. And then we had some like jarring moments where it was like, come back. Oh, just kidding. Come. And so like that was also traumatic in some ways. I think what's amazing to see there is like, again, like t- to just take it back to the self-trust is like, what if you made a deal with yourself that like, if you had to go get something else, it would definitely be work from home mm. or like something along those lines. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, you might not be able to control every ounce of it, but like there is so much trust in yourself that you can have to be like, well, I learned this lesson. I learned this works really well for me. So it is always going to be like this because I will find one of the bajillion remote work jobs that I could find or whatever. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's true. And I guess my brain was like, oh, everything else is like out of the house, <laughs> right? Which is like not true. <laughs> no, not especially now. Like, it, yeah, especially now that companies are like, ooh, we can save on overhead. What is this? And like, you know, all the online like business owners, like the ways they get support, it's all remote. So I mean, and, and I'm not saying to do this, but like I think it's just like just play with those options to see like maybe go look at remote jobs or be like, would I be someone's VA? Mm-hmm. Would I do OBM work? Like what, I, like it's, none of those have to be the answer, but it's just kind of being like, what I'm most committed to is trusting that I would find a, a situation that served me versus it's almost like you've decided you'll be going back into a similar. Yeah. That is totally thing, what I've decided. Right? It's like, mm-hmm. nope, there's like a million other possibilities for ways that that could unfold. And I literally have like friends who are evidence of, Here's other ways that that could look while still being supported in your business, but also having this like other income arm that supports you in the interim too. 
And the reason that's important isn't because this can't work, but it's because the stress of that is makes it harder to believe this is going to work. But when yeah. you're like, I see that it's kind of all good and I trust myself to make the best decisions and I trust myself that I would never put myself back in a situation where I was, you know, working for someone else 24-7 and like never was home and blah, blah, blah. Like that I think is where your chillness can come into the business a little bit too, you know? Something I really want to talk about here is why I'm telling Michelle that I think she should go like research other part-time jobs or work from home things or whatever. And it's because I really believe in knowing your options. It is not that I believe Michelle's business can't work, right? But knowing that everything doesn't have to be like total shit without it working exactly how she wants it to is super important. I think this idea of like only have a plan A or like burn all the boats or whatever can be really, really detrimental because it makes us put so much fucking pressure on the one thing that we can really get into fight or flight mode and really kind of stick ourselves in business, which is like almost what we're seeing with Michelle, which is like there can be so much pressure on the business that it gets her in that freeze of wanting to put on the brakes of that tension between I want it and I don't want it, right? And so if she can find something that removes some of that pressure, like seeing these other options, like, oh, if I had to get a job, it actually could be this and it could be really wonderful or it could look like this and it could be really great and still support the business growth over time. Like that's going to help her bring down the pressure and feel like she's allowed to just take an action without it having to be perfect or feel like she's allowed to take her foot off the brake because it will still be safe and okay. And so we're just trying to create that by having other options. So if you feel like you're in a situation where there is just so much damn pressure on something to work, whether that's like a specific offer or your business or whatever, your job isn't just to get bought in on why that thing can work, but your job is to see that there are plenty of other ways you can still feel good and amazing so that you can bring the pressure down on that thing enough to keep moving it forward. It sounds so counterintuitive, but I promise it works every time I see this with clients. Like, as soon as the pressure comes down on something, it's wild how much better it starts working. So if this is a way to do that, I think it is so supportive and so powerful. And again, it doesn't mean her business isn't gonna work. It might mean it actually works way better because there's not so much pressure on top of it. Yeah, because then I'm not putting as much pressure of like, I have to get a client or else. Yeah, which is like exactly. one of the things I was nervous about with like leaving my nine to five because one of the things that was really nice about my nine to five was like the steady income that made it so that there wasn't pressure on right. the business to like perform a certain way. Um, and I also feel like I've just like been stuck in the exact same pattern for like what feels like forever in my business. Like there was a point where I had like up to seven to eight clients at once. And then like otherwise it's been like one to two clients consistently. <laughs> like literally just finished working with a client on Sunday, started working with a client on Monday and she's the one that had like paid me like – Yeah, yeah. Years, it feels like years ago. Um, but it's like finished one, <laughs> immediately started another. Um, why does Siri think <laughs> – Siri thought I was talking to her. Yeah. Um, but it was a man. It was weird. Anyways. So, yeah. And I feel like there's like a frustration there with like feeling stuck. But I like – we've had this conversation, right? Like I want to move forward, but I also want to put the- – 
Right. Uh. It's the tension. I want to move forward, but I want to put the brakes on. I'm stuck, but I definitely don't want to add another strategy. Like, right. Like you, you're creating that. But again, I think like the out isn't like, okay, so how do I like, whatever, hack this to get another client tomorrow kind of thing. The out is like, how do I make all of this feel better? How do I, we talked Mm -hmm. about this last time, like create an aligned will. How do I get in the state of being like, well, even if I have to go back, I know this will be true. This will be true. This will be true. Even if I add a strategy and things change, I know I can figure it out. Like it's really coming back to that self-trust because that tension of I want it, but I don't, I want it, but I don't. In a sense, all you're saying is I don't trust myself to handle it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which I don't like saying because I know that I could handle it. So I'm like, why am I so scared that I can't handle it when I like totally know that I could? Well, I think there's a a surface level knowing and then there's a, a deeper yeah. knowing. And I think like on the surface, you logically get it, but I think you haven't like embodied that fully, right? Yeah. Or I'm like, what if this is the time that I couldn't handle it? It's like I've handled all the other – it's like right. – which, which like I feel like is also going to be the question my brain tries to ask me every single time. Mm-hmm. And my job is to be like, that's cute. <laughs> We can handle this yeah. time too. Your job is to just notice when am I creating an unwinnable situation for myself mm-hmm. where I want it, but I don't, right? And then when am I creating stories that I shouldn't or can't or whatever? And then how do I just get into action faster? So it's like, how do I identify it? How do I get into action quicker, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that I don't have time to overthink it and second guess myself and then go, oh, no, just kidding. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Backing out of that one. Right. <sighs> yeah. Because like some of these are easy in a sense. You know, like you're like, okay, I really want more in the business and I really have more time. So maybe it does make sense to be like, cool, why wouldn't I do a, a stack strategy on top of it? It doesn't mean it has to take up all my time, but like that could make sense. But then not getting stuck in the, but what if this, but what if that, but what, it's just like, what makes the most sense for what I ultimately am trying to align to and want the most right now? Mm-hmm. And again, you get to think about that. You don't have to decide the second. Like, obviously, that can be homework, but it's just good to see how it could be that easy. Yeah. 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 And I think there's just like a part of me, too, that's like frustrated or like annoyed with myself, but I'm like, why can't, like, why am I trying to make this so hard? Well, I mean, I I think just to give you a little bit of grace there, that's the challenge that everyone faces in business, and that's why we have coaching. Yeah. Most of this shit is not actually hard. It's just that we all make it really hard, and that's where this comes in. So Yeah, that's real true. You just kind of doing the thing we all do. (laughs) That's real true. That's real true. And I love to overcomplicate a good thing. Because why not? (laughs) And again, that's kind of the work here is to – to see that happening less and less and to catch yourself in that more and more. It's not to be like, again, like, how do I like go like throw a bunch of shit at the wall or how do I go like do all this stuff or how do I like, again, ensure that I get a client tomorrow and know exactly what's happening six months from now. Like all this that yeah. top layer stuff in it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's back to this. How do I stop making it so hard and complicated? How do I figure mm-hmm. out how to be really intentional with this? How do I make sure what I'm saying I want is aligned to what I'm doing to get it and all of those things? It's like that's mm-hmm. the stuff to keep coming back to. Okay. 
that's what we'll, that's what we're going to work on. And that is what's going to ultimately create ease in my life and in the business, bring in more clients and money, and it'll be so good and wonderful. Yay. <laughs> totally. And again, just seeing this is like, this is how I build that trust with myself. Because no matter yeah. what happens, if I have to get a, a part-time work from home job, or if this business, you know, has 12 clients tomorrow or whatever, like that work is going to serve you no matter what. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's whether like you have 12 more babies or one more baby or whatever, like, do you know what I oh mean? Oh my like, God, Lord, no, work. I love babies, but not 12. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I will actually put the brakes on there. Um, So many brakes. But like, you know, I think it's just beautiful to see that point there, which is like, that's why this is what matters is like coming back to that foundation and giving yourself the time to work on that because that's Mm -hmm. the domino that knocks every other one over. Yeah. Because if I put the brakes on every single thing that I want, I'm never going to get the things that I want unless I like it's a barely thing where I just don't even – and that's what I, what's what been my experience is that, like, if I overthink it, it doesn't happen. But if I just, like, go into action, then, like, magic happens. Yeah. And we're just trying to find that middle ground where it's, like, intentional action, action that feels good to you, action that's not just for the sake of action, yeah. but for the sake of feeling really deeply, like, in trust with yourself, et cetera, right? Yeah, which also in turn creates some certainty because it's like I don't have to wait for this big momentum to take action. It's like, oh, I can identify a thing that I want and I can actually go after it with intentional action. Exactly. Okay, good. So homework is thinking about what you're doing with that time. Do not go past Friday. Okay. Make some choices, right? Mindset work daily. Mm-hmm. And then, like, go do some research. Like, would I want to do this kind of work from home job or this be thing? Again, not in the sense of like pulling it in, but to create some safety for yourself there too, where you're not like my my like good things about to end. <laughs> you know, all the time you're constantly living in that state, mm-hmm. but where you're like, there are lots of good things that will look totally different from how it looked before. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. Okay, keep me posted here in base camp. Will do. Let me know by Friday what you're thinking. Okay, we'll do. Thanks, Lacey. Okay, thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset strategy and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.